forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello and welcome to Literati, a podcast about books and sex tips to drive your partner wild in the bedroom. Turns out books don't really have the mass appeal that draws in tons of listeners the way we thought it would. So, our producers asked us in not-so-subtle terms to sex up the podcast. And immediately we said, no way, this is an educational podcast about literature and we refuse to compromise our integrity. But they said we had to. So we did. Yep, we folded right away. So now Literati is part literature podcast, part sex advice podcast. So from now on, when you tune in, we will be talking about things like the theme of society and class and the American dream in The Great Gatsby, as well as talking about how it's important to find time with your partner to have an honest discussion about what you do and don't like sexually, explore new sex moves, and talk about your hidden fantasies. We'll be touching on Virginia Woolf's disillusionment with the British Empire as it relates to her novel Mrs. Dalloway, and then seamlessly switching gears and suggesting that you ramp up your desire during the day by doing some light sexting with your significant other while you're at work. We'll discuss whether or not James Joyce's technique of using idiosyncratic language in Finnegan's Wake was meant to recreate the experience of sleep and dreams, and then, without warning, jump right into discussing why, when having sex, you should be using lube. Lube. It's not just for your grandparents anymore. It makes every sexual situation slippery and delightful. No one's winning any points by not using lube. Use lube. And of course, we'll break down the motif of light and dark in Romeo and Juliet and then break down how a little mutual masturbation can be good for the relationship. Pleasuring yourself in front of your partner will allow them to witness how and where you like to be touched while also practicing a level of vulnerability that encourages closeness and builds intimacy. These kinds of real sex tips that you're going to hear us, the hosts of the podcast, saying in excruciating detail. Anyway, that's just a taste of some of the topics we'll be discussing on this revamped and sexually adventurous Literati Podcast. There you have it. The Literati Podcast is now all about books and boning. Pages and porking. Leaves of grass and eating ass. Now, Michael, with all this talk about books and sex, I think it begs the question... Is reading sexy? <laughs> oh, very cool, Colin. And I think we can all agree that the answer is no. no. Reading is not sexy. Not even a little bit sexy. No, it's reading. I think we all understand that reading is just for nerds and losers who just need to escape their boring lives because they're not getting laid on the reg. Books are old, and that sucks. Yeah. Uh, sexy things are like um, big TVs and cars. Yeah. Also, Michael, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I, from all these books I'm reading, I constantly just have paper cuts 
all over my fingers, and nobody wants cut up, busted hands near their genitals. No, and I'm always getting jealous of the characters in the books and uh, all the time that my significant other spends with them. So when I see my partner reading, that makes me very angry because I'm like, hey, pay attention to me. Yeah, who's this Ahab? Why do you keep talking about him? Exactly. Yeah, why aren't you talking about me? Focus on me. And reading is a solitary, solitary activity that's meant to enrich your mind and your imagination, and none of that could ever lead to anything interesting in the bedroom. No. I mean, let's be honest. Reading is a shameful, private act not to be done in public. It's It's, true. It's not sexy. When I see someone reading on the train, I shun them. Yeah. So there you have it. It's not sexy. Listen, Colin, I don't know about you, but I am so excited for our special writer for today's episode. I am beyond thrilled. We are so lucky to have her. Uh, She is a nonfiction writer. She has written so many biographies, and this is a big get. Yeah, normally we we aren't as excited about nonfiction because, obviously, in fiction, you can imagine anything you want. In nonfiction, it's just like, oh, this is more of the stuff we have to live every day. Yeah. But I'm thinking today might change my mind. I think so. And I hope our author does. Please welcome to the podcast, Miranda Gray-Cook. Thank you so much. Uh, um, it's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Uh, the pleasure is all ours. Um, I'm so sorry to disappoint you, but actually this passage is going to be from my first foray into fiction. Oh, Whoa. actually, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, because we have famously said that nonfiction sucks. And I think uh, the bar we had set that you would have to reach to make us think nonfiction <laughs> didn't suck was so high it would just disappoint you and then us and then our listeners. Yes, I understand that, but I also will urge you to read my biographies, which might change your mind. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm not gonna I'm not gonna commit to uh, that. I'm not but, gonna uh, rush out. Yeah. But one you know, today. maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. You never well, know. A taste of this. <laughs> fiction that I've just written might just do the trick. <laughs> Before you start, where is that accent from? Oh, it's from, um, you know, it's a collection yeah. of dialects. Actually, I was ra- I'm an army child. Okay. My father um, traveled the uh, world, actually, growing okay. up, and I picked just, up a little bit here, a little bit there. I was so. going to say, it almost sounds like mid-Atlantic. Yeah. And just to be clear, when you say you're an army child, you don't mean a child soldier, that your dad flew you around the world, uh, enrolling you in army after army. You know, I almost was that. Oh, okay. My father was in the army himself. Right. And I actually, I've always been quite an impressive person, even as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, the army did try to recruit me at too young okay. of an age, and my father refused. Okay. Well, I'm I'm very excited, and uh, that voice uh, makes me want to hear words upon words come out of your mouth. So uh, you're going to be reading from a fiction piece today. Yes. Um, this fiction piece, um, it's entitled Branda Braycook, The Writer Born to Be a Singer. Bur- again, it's fiction. Fiction. But your name, again, is Miranda Graycook. Yes. But the- your point. I guess I guess I don't have the one. character's name is Miranda Braycook. Yeah, I guess that's what I was. That's getting a at. pretty good character name. Yeah, thank you. I have it a reminds wild me of imagination. Something. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's it's almost sci-fi where I'm like I've never heard a name like that. Yeah. it's out of this world. Thank you. But anyway, I think uh, without further ado, uh, take it away. 
clock struck midnight. She began singing along to the music in the Williams Sonoma. Miranda was in Williams Sonoma at midnight because she just was. Try it. She soon realized it wasn't music, but an alarm system, because she was in a Williams Sonoma at midnight. Suddenly, she noticed a music producer standing nearby. He was wearing a janitor's outfit and sweeping the floor. She shouted, What are you from Sony? He replied, No, I'm a janitor. You need to leave. The mall has been closed for two hours, and I'm not sure how you're in here right now. Do you hear the alarm going off? But Miranda had such a good ear, she heard so much more than just the alarm. Well, don't be such a sourpuss, she replied to the music producer, popping a bumpy lumpy into her mouth. A sweet from her youth in London, where she lived for five months when she was two. This explained why she spoke the way she did. Perfect. Satisfied with her outing, she left the Williams Sonoma. The bumpy lumpy had whetted her appetite, and she was peckish, as they say in London. Embarking on the walk home, her cell phone rang. Oh, congratulations. Is that the great no, job? That was so. No, no. What are you, are you done? No, oh. I'm still going. No, I'm still going. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. You were staring were, at me very intently. I just was wondering if you had a response to that, what I just did with my voice. Like, you oh. want feedback on your prose? No, more the the singing part. It. I mean, I noticed it. Yeah, definitely it was noticeable. Almost okay. took me yeah. out of the reading. Okay, gentlemen, this is very disruptive. I'm oh, so, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yes, we apologize. Of course. Um, of course. Okay, embarking on the walk home. I'll do this again. Her cell phone rang. But she ignored it. She was too busy noticing the streets were still rather full for this time of night, full of music producers, of course, out on the job, hoping and wishing to discover the next talent in the streets in the middle of the night to make them tens of tens of dollars. Most of the music producers out at this hour were drunk and teenagers. That's the biz, she said to no one. Once in the comfort of her own home, she scoured her cabinets for more bumpy lumpies, which she swallowed whole like a snake and then lubed up her face with bedtime oils. She hummed a song from her British youth. (laughs) A crash! A smash! Glass was everywhere. A music producer had broken through her bedroom window, obviously having heard her voice from the outside. 
This music producer was dressed all in black with a pair of pantyhose over his whole head. Give me all your money, lady, he screamed, pointing a gun right at her moneymaker, her vocal cords. She said, all my money? If I sign with you, you'll get the standard 4% in royalties, no more, no less, sir. He was like, what are you talking about? What, she yelled? I'm just a woman, so I must not know how the biz works. She got right in his face and began singing Whitney Houston's I'm every woman, it's all in me. He seemed confused and backed right out of the window in a hurry. As they say, if you can't handle the heat of perfect pitch, get out of the music business. She was traumatized because the entertainment industry had tried to take advantage of her just now and no other reason but that. So she did some light reading to calm down. She was actually an acclaimed author herself, a side job. So her taste was impeccable. Her favorite author was Miranda Graycook, who was famously a woman with absolutely nothing to prove. Eyes tired from reading, she began to sing a lullaby to soothe herself to sleep. Go to sleep, get in bed, rest and lay your head down. What a day you had, Baranza. Life is not so bad. Get sucked in, but don't talk in. That means something else in London. You grow up in London, Baranza, the North Star of Europe. And then here comes the drums. Did you take your melatonin, Baranza? Did you put on your cream? Do you want some white noise, Miranda? Get ready to dream. And then Jason Mraz could come in with his verse. Popping and looking and sleep is all about the one play. It was just a little something she improvised in the moment. Talent overflowing out of her with no real outlet because she still didn't and does not have a record deal, if you can believe it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The next day, she awoke to her alarm clock. It was 8.30 a.m., and she had a book reading to do at 9.30 on a podcast. Oh, humbug, London. In the books... In the recording studio, 
she began reading a passage from her best-selling novel, her first foray into fiction. It turned out she excelled at writing phenomenal fiction because she knew what fiction was and she understood it perfectly. Suddenly, she noticed that literally everyone in the studio was a music producer. All two of them. One of them said, This is the best writing I've ever heard, but we're all here for those pipes. Sorry, sorry did you say something? Oh, oh, I, I didn't want to interrupt again because we, we didn't realize last time that we had interrupted. I didn't say anything. Okay. Uh, my, I'm going to keep going then. I also didn't say anything. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank but you, you are... that's all I needed. Okay. Where was I? Um... Oh, okay. No, they actually just thought that. Her reputation had preceded her. So who is going to sign me? Who wants to be the one who discovered Miranda Greycook? Maybe the producer to my left with a baseball cap and a button-down shirt. He's looking at me right now with glasses. Maybe the... What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. You were looking right at me and describing what I was wearing. Please don't interrupt the reading. I'm so sorry. Michael, come on. Be respectful. Usually I don't... I'm sorry. I'm confused. Continue. Maybe the other producer is staring me down right now with the beard and the hair. His name's Colin. Maybe it's him. Okay, now I think you are... You just used my name and... No. You're repeatedly poking Colin in the side. Yeah. And kicking my shins. Is that part of the reading? (laughs) I don't... I'm not aware of my body doing anything else right now. I'm just trying to get through this reading, gentlemen. Oh, I've I've heard that that happens. She's so wrapped up in her work, she's not even aware what she's doing. I've heard that that can happen. Transformative. So so sorry we interrupted. Um, Whoever wants it, speak now! Who wants to sign Miranda Braycook? Anyone? Say something right now on 321... It doesn't have to be a word. It just could be a noise with your mouth and go. And now, say it if you want to sign her. And now. Oh, we're going to sign her. Yeah, we'll sign you. We don't have a label, but yeah. we can, you're going to have a record uh, on please for Please don't interrupt so, sorry. the reading. So, the yeah, oh, sorry. I've just lost my place. Where was I? Near the end, I think. Yeah. Oh, yes. Telling us to, or characters in the the book to where you're telling people who sounded like us to sign the main character. And wherever it said in there to point at us and make motions with both your fingers and your eyes as if to say, say something now. Okay, this is not helping me. Okay, sorry. Please let me get back to my reading. Um, Very, very sorry. I lost my place. I've lost. Oh, yes. She said. After yelling all of that to the people in the recording studio, the music producers there made the mental note to approach Miranda privately, not over the air. After they ended this, to sign her on the spot. Just say the code words, music biz. That's the code words, music biz. After... This reading is done, and that's it. Okay, I'm done now. 
Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That was fantastic. Miranda Gray Cook. I have never been hit by such a book with so many words and so many musical notes in it as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was not intentional. And and this is why we love fiction. Yeah. What a roller coaster ride. This is why. And how far from reality can you get? Yeah. I mean, this was a whole. I was transported to this other world with this incredibly immersive character. It was it was fantastic. And, and you know what Thank I you. I loved was that your main character, Miranda Braycook, her favorite author was Miranda Graycook. Who is yourself. Me? Yes. That is very smart. That's how like in mm. in you. Uh, you know. Uh, hip-hop songs are like self-reference and you know it's yeah it's just very smart that's exactly what i was going for and to be honest i was i was resistant to it at first but my editor insisted (laughs) your editor told you that you had to make your main character's favorite author you i guess that's a i i've never seen this done before so you're definitely a trailblazer (laughs) yes that is exactly what happened my editor insisted um, it's because it's logic. Do you think other authors should do this? I wonder if there's other places that we could have, like, um, you know, uh, if uh, Oliver Twist is uh, gets turned down from having soup and he's like, that's all right, I'll just go back to reading this great book, A Tale of Two Cities, <laughs> that Honestly, I'm loving. I mean, it would have been wonderful if, you know, it had been done earlier. I guess I'm the first author to really think to yeah. do it. Wow. Yeah, revolutionary. Uh Absolutely incredible. Um, just because we, we brought it up a few times and, and it seemed like we were interrupted, I just want to make sure, do you, are, were you asking us for a, a record deal or? No. Okay. Winking a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of a winking. A ton of winking. And you're know. nodding your head furiously. <laughs> but you said no once, yeah, so and, I guess we'll just and take you. And gave us two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't need a music producer to sign me right what, now. What you're doing the gimme 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 <laughs> sign with your hand. So I uh, I guess we'll just Colin we'll just accept we'll say sorry that we interrupted. We yep. never should have offered and never again will we make any Wait. any step into Wait. the foray of music signing you. Why are you shaking your head no and and you've immediately can, started crying because we have you, so many connections. Can you do that? <laughs> oh, well, I mean we could, but now we won't because you made it clear by saying no. But th- what I love is when we have an author in here who has made their dreams come true of being a published author, then they don't have any other desires. Yeah. You must just be completely satisfied. Yeah. I Colin I, and I famously, we've never been published, but we have thrown a lot of paper into recycling bins. Yes. So in a way, we're authors, but not in the same way that you are. That's correct. You're definitely not the same as me. My sure. life is perfect, and I don't require anything else. What's it feel like to be complete? Um, it feels um like, uh, honestly, I'm bored. Okay. Oh, I, ha- I guess that makes sense that once you have it all, what else is there to do? What else is there? to do it would be so nice if honestly i i mean i'm a well of talent in case you haven't noticed yes writing talent yeah writing Other talents oh too. yeah i mean uh I guess. Uh, Did you notice any other talents I have during the reading? <laughs> yes, I think one is very clear, uh, very you. obvious. Oh, right, Which that one? one. Yeah, you know a lot of English slang. Yeah, <laughs> peckish. <laughs> 
humbug. Yeah. I've got so many questions about solely London. That's yeah. not a talent. That's just knowledge about well, London. I think that's, that's a talent. Yeah, it's a talent to see, because I can't, when I hear things and learn things, I can't keep them in my brain. I don't know how to do it, so I'm always impressed. Mm-hmm. When, you know, for Colin me, Colin still thinks uh, the only thing a flat refers to is his ass. <laughs> oh, you do have a flat ass, Colin. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I do. It's tough. It's we go pants yeah. shopping sometimes yeah. after the podcast, and nothing fits. They nope. just slide right off. They just slide right off. No belts help. I've almost got the opposite problem, where <laughs> right. my ass is huge. Yeah, we we've talked about this. Uh, just listen to the old podcast. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, um, so, so but yeah. uh, okay. you grew up in London. I grew up in London. Well, oh. uh, wait a minute. Why are you saying that? Well, you've got a past in London. Is that true? Or I, at least I, I told you I was a, an army child. So, army yes, child. I, did, I, think- I did spend a bit of my youth in London. Maybe like, you know, five months when I was two, for example. Right, the main character was born in London, oh. and that's how the main character, I guess, who I was... had the same accent as Miranda, that's how the character got her accent. But you got your accent in a different way. Well, no, we did both get our accents from spending five months in London. <laughs> that that at the two. age of two was it? When we were two, yeah. it's that age where you just yeah. soak up everything around you. Your now, brain what, is like a sponge at that age. What was Miranda Braycook's dad's job? Army. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say oh whoops just then? I I'm sorry. I was I was answering for myself. I thought you were asking <laughs> oh. about me. Okay, sorry. Let um, me be clear. What was Miranda Braycook's father's? The Navy. Oh, okay. okay. But probably in one place, right? Traveling. Traveling Navy guy. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Very I have interesting. a question. Um, how do you come up with characters? Like, what's your process for developing a character for one of your novels, novellas, or stories? Excellent question. What I do is I first start with um, the main character of my life, which is me. Mm-hmm. And I think, what is the person who is the most different possible person from me? Okay, interesting. interesting. And then I start from there. You okay. use yourself as a starting place, yeah, and then launching you go to the pad. complete polar opposite. opposite. Yes. Great. Wow. That's very fascinating, because they say, you know, because I guess if you're writing what you know is what they say to do, but I guess mm-hmm. if you know you... Just doing the opposite of what you do. That's a whole new character. Mm, that's mm-hmm. how fiction works. That's how fiction works. And and I- oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, that sound me. That is a uh, forever dog has told us that whenever they play that, Michael and I need to pause the interview and uh, give our uh, listening audience some sex tips. It's a so smooth transition. It's a smooth transition. Uh, it's going to happen a few times. We're so sorry. Sure. Uh, this will only take a minute. We'll get right back. Guys. Hey there, sexually liberated literati listeners. When was the last time you tried a new sex position? Whether or not you're in a relationship, it's all too easy to fall back on a handful of tried and tested moves and forget the delicious variety available to you and your partner. Even the hottest spark in the bedroom needs new sex positions to stoke the flames from time to time. Otherwise, things get boring fast. So try something new like the wheelbarrow position or the reverse scoop. The butter churner or the cowgirl's little helper. The wrapped lotus or the pretzel dip. And remember when it comes to the bedroom, keep it fresh keep it exciting. 
Okay, so so sorry about that. Uh, we were talking about how you uh, develop characters. What I would love is just three differences between you and Miranda <laughs> as fast as you can. Okay, of course, it's easy. We both have different shades of brown hair. Okay, okay. We uh, have different... Because <laughs> the opposite of brown hair is a different, different shade of brown, brown hair. I'd say yours is hazel, hers is maybe like an auburn. Yes. Okay, great. Great, um, great eye. Thank you for looking at my illustrations in my book. Thank you very much. Um, that's the first one. We both have different watches. Okay. <laughs> different watches. Again, the opposite of wearing a watch is wearing a different watch. What Does she like wear a- it on the same wrist? Yes. Okay. But on different areas of the oh, wrist. Oh. Like more to the elbow. Yeah. She wears it kind of like how some people wear sweatbands around like the, the forearm. What about a personality yes. trait? Personality trait, both very smart. One smarter than the other by maybe just two IQ points. And okay, would, okay. can you say if it's you or the character? I cannot reveal that information. Because I'll say that when I, so this is something I've also tried. This is uh, when writing, when writing, I've tried to write characters that are smarter than me. And it is very tough yes, because I'm very stupid. Oh. Yeah. And so it's hard for me to believably create a character that seems smart. See, I, can't, I, have, the, I have a similar problem because I cannot write a character smarter than me because I am about as smart as you can get. Wow. That's okay. So yours, I think we just found out it's the other way. Your characters are, so they have a different shade of brown hair. Mm-hmm. Wear a different watch on a different part of the same arm yes. and are two IQ points stupider than you. Yes. So imagine how good actually I am if I actually sang those songs. My voice, just for example, my voice. Oh, oh. It would probably be fantastic. Even better. It's a but shame. That's you're not, not a what singer. we're here to talk about. Yeah, However, uh, Baranda has perfect pitch. Do you have perfect pitch? Perfect by maybe even two more. (laughs) Two more (laughs) pitch points? So like extra credit on perfect pitch? Like if perfect pitch, like then then some. (laughs) Perfect pitch and then some, yes. I've got to say, because you were reading these songs, and I did peek over at the book you're reading from, and the lines in the book go up and down, kind of like notes on a musical scale. Like a which sound I was, wave, yeah. It was like a sound yeah. wave. And when you sang them, I was blown away because I've never heard anything that beautiful Thank in my you. entire life. And my mom's Enya. What? What? Yeah. Yeah. What's Michael's mom. What's her email? Uh, you don't, do you email your mom? You probably just text her. I her. don't really talk to my mom anymore. Unfortunately, we had a big falling out. I do have my mom's email. I do have her phone number. I do have her mailing address. And I know obviously all of her music producers yeah, and record you know, label like friends. Workers, yeah. But um, we sort of had a big falling out. I've never been able to forgive her. Why? You should forgive her. Well, I mean, it would take a lot for me to forgive her. Um, basically, um, we have these weekly calls and... She normally calls me at 5.04, and last week she called me at 5.06. And that just sort of felt like a really, it felt like a rejection. So well, you're I'm waiting just, by the phone. I mean, I'm like, waiting by the you phone. have things to do. Yeah. Well, Enya has things to do, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, call her sons. Yeah. So if she had made me more of a priority, maybe yeah. I would have 
Um, and if only we'd been recording this podcast oh, like a week, week, yeah, before Michael got in the huge oh, fight with his mom. She about, would have actually been here in studio. Yeah. What? Yeah. She's here in Brooklyn trying to find new talent. What? Uh, she's kind of been going around trying to find people singing on the subway, buskers, stuff like that. But now she's in Iceland looking for a whale. <laughs> She she couldn't find any talent, so she's like, I guess I'll just go back to trying to find whale sounds that yeah. are good. Uh, I, yeah. Well, I um, this might sound insane, but I think you two should make up, and maybe I should email her as peacemaker. So sorry. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Um, that, of course, means that it's time for another sex tip. I wish... Whatever you were saying I was about to do, yeah, but it sounded now great, but we... I've got to go right into this text sex tip. So um, <clears throat> when you're making love, use all your senses. I'm talking all five of them. That's right. Using your senses to focus on your own body sensations and adopting a pleasure-based approach while abandoning the performance-based mindset oh. will help reduce that kind of sexual pressure most oh. people complain about when it comes to sex expectations. Practicing this can help you learn to eliminate your fears that arise from believing you must know everything about sexual intimacy. Oh. So sorry about that. Uh, That's fine. You know it's what? a new format for the podcast. We're sorry. Since we got that out, I feel like we should probably go to a whole new topic, yeah. abandon what we were talking about. I think about. we completed whatever thought we were on I have before. a new thought. That's true. Oh. Uh, I, know, I couldn't help but notice there's no vocals in that song. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Yeah, that's a Careless Whisper by uh, Wham, uh, the mm. instrumental version. Uh, so that's the cue for whenever we need to, you know, give some sex tips to our listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Can't yeah, imagine. Great, great would song. Be, yeah. That would be kind of fun maybe if we had some vocals yes. to it. So it could be a little a little sexual theme. Oh, yeah. So maybe, um, Miranda, I, I don't want to be forward at all. But would you mind just like pushing your chair back from the table so Colin and I could yeah. sing over the song? Yeah, because we, we need to get up and move around. Yeah. Should we give it a go, Michael? And then I uh, hope, yeah, hopefully no one else joins in. You're cool with that, right? Yeah. I'll just sit here. I can't, honestly, I can't push my chair back. It's stuck. I hope you don't mind if I just sit here. Um, if something comes out, I can't help it. Okay, maybe okay. we just move, Michael and I, if your yeah, chair's we'll stuck, we'll table. move the table the other, just away from me. And then you ready, ready Michael? Michael? Yep. And here we go. So this okay. is, uh, just not to confuse our listeners, this is not going to be a sex tip. This is just Michael and I doing our passion Here, singing. I'll take the first line, you take the next line. <laughs> there you go. Making love, yeah, making love. Use all of your body parts to touch your lover where it counts, yeah. And I'm never gonna dance again. Uh. Careless feet have got no rhythm. Uh. Those aren't the lyrics, but they were pretty close to the right ones. Don't Make kiss off. Miranda, Make please. Making love. Making love. Oh, my. Miranda, are you okay? I think yeah, she's what, having a heart attack. What the hell is Something's going on? Something's stuck in her throat. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Quick, no, I'll pin her I'm down. Fine. Colin. I'm fine. <laughs> Press on her stomach. She's got oh, a peanut stuck I'm in her fine. throat. There's nothing uh, in my. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh. Now there's oh. oh, God. I think we saved your life. Oh, my goodness. There was nothing in there except yeah. good notes. Okay. <laughs> Although, speaking of mm. uh, uh, things stuck in people's throats, you uh, in the novel, your main character would eat something called a bumpy lumpy. Correct. What uh? What are those? 
Oh, it's a classic British treat um, full of mallow and nougat and wrapped up in a toffee taffy, salted mm, with a, a biscuit uh, and a no soggy bottom on it. Mm. <laughs> um, all in a wrapper, tin tin wrapper, tin. A tin wrapper, they- yum. <laughs> So you open it like sort of like a sardines in a tuna can sort of? Okay. And (laughs) no soggy bottom. You said no soggy bottom? No soggy bottom on that. Are there candies with soggy bottoms that I'm just not remembering? Blendy. Blendy, the soggy bottom fruit treat. I'm sorry. Did you say plenty or blendy? I I said plenty, but actually there uh, was a treat called plenty. That would explain that, about that it. would explain the soggy bottom oh, if you blend. Yeah, I've a had blended, a blendy before. A blendy. It's sort of like a, a crisp on top, which is of course British for chips, and then the bottom is just sort of um. Pudding. It's, uh, it's about a half a cup of pudding. <laughs> Pudding, yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, pudding's a classic uh, ingredient in a lot of British uh, foods. Okay, a lot of British foods. Now, speaking of British foods, um, I was going to say maybe we could touch on some British things. You know, we all love Britain. Uh, There's things like the Beatles and all of these other amazing musicians. Um, So I was thinking maybe we could talk about some British culture. By I love the British invasion. Do you remember? I I just love music, and and I I love love. For your love. Do you know that song? That's the Yardbirds, Hmm. British Invasion. I didn't recognize it when you were singing it, but... I actually didn't even... Was that a melody at all? Because I think it was just one note sort of stretched and pummeled. Are you talking about... For your love. Yes. I'll give you diamond rings and things right to your yeah. door. Okay, I know yes. that song. For your love. I'll give you everything you want and ask for more. For your love. So that's how you would do it. But it don't worry because you're a writer. Yeah. And so you can kind of sing a song with the stories of your books. You don't need to use your voice. That's what your fingers are for. Sure, but it sure does help build out the world when you do happen to have a phenomenal voice that you can really... If only, yeah. If only. (laughs) There was a a moment in your novel where uh, uh, a robber came into the house Mm. and pointed a gun at Baranda's... I don't remember that part. ...moneymaker. It was a music producer. The one dressed in all black. Oh, yeah, but he pointed a a gun at uh, her moneymaker, her throat. I think it's fascinating. Some people are lucky enough to have several money makers. Yes. You know, someone, you know, uh, with multiple talents. Yeah. I guess yes, I guess yes. different parts of their body are yes. additional money makers. I have you a know? few. Sure. I yeah. have my left eye as a money maker. And how so? Um well <laughs> okay, great question. I it's v- the most symmetrical eye a person could have. Uh-huh. Right eye shaped like a football. But the left eye is a perfect circle and so I am a monocle model. So I go in and I model oh, monocles wow. for sale. Yeah. And then my ass is also a moneymaker, um, but yeah. not because anybody wants it for ads, but I go to the steel yard by my house and I crush cars uh, between my buns. Where oh. does the money come from? Well, I get paid to crush the cars because uh, I'm a lot easier to repair than one of those big <laughs> machines. You've been yeah. uh, assembled and like uh, disassembled many times. I'm at this point more machine than me. Yeah. And then uh, you also have uh, your 
hands yes. are money makers. Well, because write... I use them to make counterfeit money. Right. Yeah. Uh, so technically, whoa. they're my yeah. money makers. But uh, Mar- Miranda, I'd love to. Do you have any additional talents aside from writing? Like any other oh, money yeah. makers that you'd like to share you with can't us? Tell? Dancing. You're well, a, you, I can tell you've got a dancer's grace. Hmm, let me think about it. Um, hmm. I'm sorry, we're oh, getting yeah, some sort of yeah, interference yeah, on the mic. Let's, everybody are you, are make you sure your phones to, are off. Yeah, are you trying to say something? I think something? mine was on. We were getting some I interference. Was just, no, that was me. That oh. was actually me. I was just um, um, yeah. humming. Well, I'm so sorry. We have another... Sorry, we just have one more of these. Uh, this is our last one, I so think. So sorry, we just have some sex advice for our listeners. Hey there, literati listeners. Expand your definition of sex. Try Outer Course. That's right. For variety's sake, try Outer Course, which may include anything from deep kissing, sensual touch, and erotic massages to using vibrators or other sexual toys. Exploring a range of body pleasure is key to achieving orgasm. Okay, so sorry, but Miranda is happening. Miranda, I have to ask you something very plainly and very bluntly, and I want you to answer me. I feel like we've been coy about it this entire interview, and I just want a straight answer and no judgment. I don't know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Have you secretly your whole life? Wanted to actually be a fiction writer instead of a nonfiction writer. Is that yeah. why you did this foray? It's okay. I mean, nonfiction sucks. It's okay yeah. if you want to be a fiction That's writer. Not, no, it's not what I want to be. I want to be something else. A, Take a, another guess. Okay, a children's book author. No. Scientific journalist. No. Uh, you want a sky writer. Oh, that's good. Even is that? Um, oh, so they get they write in uh, planes in the sky. They planes write, make clouds. Yeah. We okay. don't have that in London. Is it a poet? Do you want to be a poet? It no. is pretty foggy in London. Look I guess the, that wouldn't really work. Yeah. Look at the title of my book. Yeah, of course. The title of your book is Baranda Braycook, the writer born to be a singer. I don't see what that has yeah, to do. Yeah, that's with your character, Baranda yeah. Braycook. Yes, it is my character. Yeah, she was born to be a singer, not a writer. Well, maybe it should make you think if anyone else was born to be a singer and not a writer. I think, think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Miranda sings. Have you ever seen that YouTube oh, video, Miranda funny. sings? I she is funny. So funny. That does make me think of that. Yeah. Goofy. Uh, yeah. But you know yeah. what? I think there's actually something more obvious that we should ask you. Of yeah. course. To use Anything. our time. Sure. Miranda, would you like to hear Colin and I sing one more time? No. <laughs> and I'm no, never going to dance you again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dancing feet have got Go no, no rhythm. rhythm. Never going to dance again. It's fun to sing just as a hobby it's and know so it's never going to go anywhere. Fun. Um, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean. I think that's all the time yeah, we have, sadly. We have. Uh, however, we do like to end by asking if um, you have any advice for young aspiring readers or writers who want to grow up to be like you. If you want to be a writer, wink, wink. Hmm. Definitely write the life 
that you want and use plenty of code to communicate what you really want in your writing. It's working out for me. It will work out for me. That's my advice. Your face is so red. Yeah. Like, I, it looks yeah, like their I veins still, are popping Yeah, I just out. still feel like there's something I'm, you're not telling us that maybe you're trying to tell us. Uh, sadly, we yeah. don't have any time yeah. left. I uh, want to be... In our last yeah. segment, which is something that... We have uh, a, a new game uh, that we are playing on the podcast. It is called... What is the sexiest one of these? So we're gonna ask some. This is how quick, we close quick out. Fire questions. So we gotta go as fast as we can. Uh, okay. And uh, so here we go. Who's the sexiest? Who's the sexiest one of these? Number one, Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird, or Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice. Atticus Finch. Great. Okay. Wow. Number, wrong answer. But number great. two. Number Michael. two, Mad Hatter or Willy Wonka. <laughs> Oh, oh, that was correct. Okay, He's number rich. three. Who would you rather have a group sex scenario with? All three of the Musketeers or the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Wardrobe. Oh, wow. Uh, the big-ass whale from Moby Dick or Falcor, the giant flying dog slash dragon from NeverEnding Story? I who hate would you, him. Well, okay. Well, who, you have to pick one to have oral sex performed on you. Moby Dick. Okay. <laughs> And lastly, Colin, uh, would you rather be a writer for the rest of your life or a singer what? for one day? One day? Um, I'm going to go with, a, what about a singer for the rest of my life? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's not one of the options. Okay, oh, and that means we're out of time here. Thank yeah. you for playing. I was just suggesting it. Unfortunately, you did not get enough correct for me to hook you up with my mother, <laughs> who is Enya, of course, who um, she said the next person who emailed her would be getting a multi-album deal. I'm the only one who emails. But fortunately, you've got books and books and books to hawk and more books in you to write. Yeah. So we so, look forward to seeing any. It seems uh, like you, you got it all figured out. Can you drop any hints on the next person? person you're going to write a biography of? No. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. <laughs> and that's, that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> Wow, so much fun. Thank you for coming on. And yeah. you know what? We can just cut out all the parts where you sang because honestly, it was it was pitchy and we don't want to embarrass you like that. How so that's not you? our it's not our job to embarrass the guest. Where oh. we want to just uh have you come across the best you can. What's wrong with you? Hmm? What's wrong with you two? Who are you are you talking to our producer? Who are you? both of you. What? How dare you? We could auto-tune those bits if you, you want. You don't need to auto-tune, they're perfect. Could you just give us one more little singing tidbit? Dog. <laughs> I think Forever Dog might have their new <laughs> uh, terms of yeah. being canceled. <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to have to move studios. Yikes. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by dog. Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.